Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick. The Illinois General Assembly considering legislation that would legalize the recreational use of today's high-potency marijuana. And with legalization, the commercial sale of marijuana will become prevalent throughout the state. That legislation had been on the fast track toward passage, but 60 lawmakers, Democrats and Republicans, have issued a resolution calling for a slowdown on legalization. Our guests during this edition of Spotlight are encouraging Illinois lawmakers to reject legalization of high-potency marijuana altogether. And our guests are Dr. Karen Randall, an emergency room physician in Pueblo, Colorado. She holds a certificate in cannabis science and medicine from the University of Vermont. And Joe McGuire, chairman of the board of the National Drug and Alcohol Screening Association, And like Dr. Randall, she lives and works in Colorado, a state that legalized and commercialized marijuana six years ago. Both ladies making return appearances to Spotlight and have been speaking out against legalization during forums hosted by NoWeedIllinois.com. Well, Illinois lawmakers are saying slow down on marijuana and study the ramifications. Based on what's happening in Colorado, what should Illinois lawmakers study or consider, and what questions should be, they be asking, uh, Dr. Randall? I think they have to look at and really consider the overall health of a population and how it's changing and what kind of effects legalization are having on not only the youth but the adult population in the communities. What would you say, Joe? I would say if they could understand it's not just a little pot, It's high-potency marijuana that is really more like, it it behaves like a crack cocaine. And when you look at the uh, increase in mental health diagnoses in the state of Colorado, the increase of fatal driving crashes, the increase of kids dropping out of school, um, we are, I, I often get asked, well, why don't you talk about the benefits? We're not seeing the benefits. We're seeing cost after cost after cost. It's costing us $4.50 for every $1 that we bring into the state. So it's something that will not solve the budget crisis for Illinois. And in fact, you're going to multiply the pain points that you're already suffering. So there's a variety. This is a big, big topic. There's a variety of things to look at, uh, which can easily be found in the Rocky Mountain Haida report at rockymountainhida.org, H-I-D-T-A. And I think if people would simply peruse that, they would be stunned at the outcomes we know are taking place in Colorado. Well, while this uh, apparent slowdown on legalization is underway, Illinois lawmakers may be thinking that they can fine-tune the legislation, put in a few restrictions and a few more regulations, and it just may work in Illinois. Are they wrong in thinking that, uh, Dr. Randall? I'm sure they're wrong. It's not working in Colorado, and we haven't been able to fine-tune or regulate what we're actually seeing in Colorado. If you have home grows, the illegal market's going to grow. Your home grows and your illegal grows are going to compete with a regulated market, and obviously the home grows or personal grows will 
be able to supply a product at a lower price, and we won't be able to compete with that. There is no way to regulate what people are doing in their house with regards to growth. I would add to that that I was um, on a tour with the Marijuana Enforcement Division in Colorado two years ago, and they opened with a presentation to a group of people from out of state, and those who are responsible for enforcing the regulations in Colorado um, opened their presentation with, this is impossible to regulate, it cannot be done, uh, we cannot follow all the rules, nor can the, those who are in the industry follow all the rules, so we just do what we can to kind of um, clean up the biggest messes. When your own uh, state enforcement office is saying this is impossible to regulate, you have a problem, A, and B, it's not, uh, I'm learning, it's not as much the rules that they're placing on those who are going into the commercial business, it's the use. You cannot control how the population chooses to use. And when you have that increase, not only in frequency, not only in potency, um, then you start having these complications <clears throat> of, of increased uh, child, adolescent, young adult, and, and middle-aged adult, and even senior use. Uh, across the board, do we want more drug use, or do we want to start solving the problems of substance use in our society? Dr. Randall, what if lawmakers capped the THC levels? The THC is the dangerous stuff, right? Correct. Uh, and and let's say uh, they would cap it at fifteen percent. Would that significantly lower the health risk to the public? Well, they may cap. They may put a, a a seal or a limit on what's being regulated, but they aren't putting a cap on the product that's not being regulated. So, at this point. Our community already knows how to make high-potency THC extracts. I don't think it will ever be controlled at this point in Colorado because we're producing probably as much in an unregulated market as we are in a regulated market, and that's not going to stop. So if they did put a cap on, I could see where the big marijuana industry would say a couple years from now, hey, we need to increase those levels because we're not able to compete with the black market or the gray market. Mm. Absolutely. I, I think that's exactly what would happen. In fact, in Colorado, um, there was a movement two years ago to attempt to cap the, the THC limit and the marijuana industry, I mean, went nothing short of berserk. They absolutely refused to allow it to happen. Um, they took extreme measures. Uh, what they did was they paid every signature collecting um, uh licensed signature collecting for, for ballot <clears throat> um, organization in the state to sign a no-compete with our initiative, um, meaning that we could not collect the signatures. And then they went to the legislature and offered to cap it out at 90%, which is just really a joke. Woodstock weed was 1% to 3% THC. So that's what they're willing to do. And, and the reason for that, they said, if you cap it now, you're going to put us out of business. So they won't stand for it. And they are a powerful lobby because they're putting money in their own back pocket. So I don't think they would ever allow the THC caps at this point in time. I think we're beyond that. Well, Dr. Randall, lawmakers could decide to allow the recreational use of marijuana. This is some of the talk in Springfield. And only certain designated areas. Um, would that work? I mean, based on your experience in Colorado? 
Well, it hasn't worked where I'm at. Um, I don't know how you limit or corral people to not use it. Where our kids are using it, schools, on the playgrounds. You can't exit a Walmart or a grocery store. People are smoking on the sidewalk. Who will enforce that? Who do you call if you're walking through a cloud of marijuana smoke as you're exiting a store, Walmart? No one's going to come and no one's going to enforce that. And so parks are filled with the scent of, of marijuana smoke. Schools, school playgrounds, store parking lots. It hasn't been regulated at all, and there's no one to enforce them. One of the arguments they make here in Illinois is that, well, with all this other tax revenue that we'll be generating uh, from marijuana, uh, we'll be able to hire more police officers, and they'll be able to patrol the roads. And, uh, you know, we'll, yeah, there'll be some, you know, things that are not just the way we want it, but we can get a handle on this. So you're going to ask your law enforcement officers to start enforcing something that will become completely legal, right? I mean, that's just such a ridiculous notion. You're going to make it legal, so their job then, because what people don't understand is we are tying the hands of law enforcement to do basic um, control and only being able to respond to the things that are completely and utterly out of control. Like when you have someone who's having a psychotic break and now they've become violent, now you have a domestic violence or you have, um, you know, God forbid, an, a, a battering assault resulting in death or whatever. Um, the, you know, that notion is preposterous because you're literally preparing for either pl- more police officers to to track down things that are are now very minor or you're hiring more law enforcement because you're expecting increased crime why would you do something that would will increase your crime that that's just a silly notion and it's very contradictory all right this is illinois family spotlight we will continue our conversation with dr karen randall and joe mcguire talking marijuana after this Have you ever noticed how many churches sit empty throughout the week? Well, Freedom Project Academy wants to change that. And it's a simple concept. Partner with churches across the country to provide fully accredited, biblically-based online classes that allow every church that sits empty Monday through Friday to start their own school. Let's fill up our churches all week long. Visit Freedom Project Academy because together we can faithfully educate America. This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. Three liberal academics join forces in an approach to climate change that conservatives should enthusiastically embrace. Led by best-selling author Steven Pinker of Harvard, the professors declare there's only one way to free the world from dependence on coal-burning power plants. We need to go nuclear as quickly as possible. In doing so, we could follow France and Sweden, which now derive 75% of their electricity from nuclear after crash programs that took just 20 years. Despite fantasies of environmental absolutists, wind and solar can never support the world's energy needs, leaving nuclear as the only clean, safe source of power. Nuclear plants would also drive down energy bills, power more electric vehicles, and create literally millions of new jobs. Instead of the radical and oppressive Green New Deal, Republicans should begin promoting a smart, practical, green, nuclear deal and sweep the election on that basis. I'm Michael Medved. Thanks once again for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larrick here. We're talking about the prospect of Illinois becoming the next state 
to legalize high-potency marijuana. This is not the weed of Cheech and Chong or of Woodstock. This is uh, dangerous stuff. And our guests are Dr. Karen Randall, emergency room physician in Pueblo, Colorado, and Joe McGuire, chairman of the board of the National Drug and Alcohol Screening Association. Uh, you, you ladies both work and live in Colorado. Along with the legalization of marijuana uh, comes the commercial sale of marijuana. I'd like to get both of your perspectives. What does that mean? Um, I'm not sure what benefit it brought to our community. If we look at just our local community, I'm going to say Pueblo County, um, we have 48 or 49 retail or commercial um, or medical marijuana sales, and we have 170 or so legal grows. And the uh, people who propose marijuana say that we're going to make a whole lot of tax revenue, and for our community, that has not been the case. We have a very high percentage of people on Medicaid. We have a very high percentage of people on disabilities. Our schools are closing because we can't afford to keep them open. Um, our teachers had to strike for a 2% pay raise, and we were promised that this money would go to education, it would go to funding schools, et cetera, and we really haven't seen that. In fact, the economics have gone so uh, awry that one, one of two hospitals in the area is all but closed. And Joe, I mean, can you just about purchase some form of marijuana just about anywhere you want in Colorado? Um, yeah, uh, you know, we had the opportunity for communities to opt out of retail sales. But that really is kind of a joke because even though two-thirds of the communities opted out, my community being one, uh, Dr. Randall lives in a community where they, they bought into the whole retail scheme. My community did not. However, personal home grows, personal use is legal, medical marijuana is legal. So our dispensaries have become de facto recreational marijuana dispensaries and, and people just uh, flood into that market because it's so easy you know, to, uh, to purchase. So that having been said, um, the market is flooded. We have more, uh, in Denver County, we have more uh, marijuana um, businesses than we do Walmart and Starbucks and McDonald's combined by almost double. The revenue that we have brought into the state, you know, when you hear the news, you'll hear these millions of dollars. And that's always on the the, the um, sales total. It's not the tax. And while the tax may sound like a lot when you hear the raw numbers, you got to look at our entire state budget. We have brought in less than 1% of our entire state budget in all of these years. And our uh, legislators are still going into overtime sessions to solve our budget crisis six years later. Wow. So it's not the cash cow that we're being promised. Okay. Dr. Randall, uh, you've talked about this before, but uh, if Illinois goes the route of legalization of high-potency marijuana, we can expect our emergency rooms to do a lot of business. Oh, yeah, it's job security for me. Um, we've seen where it once used to be just an occasional or even a case report. Now we see people who have hyperemesis all the time. Um, it's affectionately known as scrometing because it's a combination of scream and vomiting. And I would say we probably average at least one a day in our emergency department. And if you just look at the cost for one person once a day in one emergency department, it's 
pro- probably about $6,500 for a ED visit, facility fee, et cetera. If you do that for one ED, one person a day for a year, it's over $2.3 million in billed charges. It's not what the hospital gets paid, but it's what's being billed or what's costing the community. And that's just one diagnosis in one hospital, and we have 24 or 25 hospitals. So you can see how quickly those expenses would add up. And then if you talk about trying to recruit or get back youth who have left um, school and aren't being educated, the expenses there or the expenses in dealing with people who have addictions. Now, the number one addiction in adolescent treatment units is cannabis use disorder, and the cost of treatment for them I, I can't even calculate. Wow. Well, Joe, we have just about uh, two minutes to go here. Uh, tell me, uh, Illinois lawmakers considering legislation that would accommodate the marijuana business. Um, right now, uh, the marijuana business is strictly a cash endeavor, right? Correct. And in, here in Illinois, to help facilitate things along, they won't allow marijuana businesses to be able to deal with banks. Why is that a bad idea? Because according to the, the Federal Reserve, we have laws in place to prevent money laundering of drug monies. Um, and that money laundering can occur because uh, not only of, of you know drug, but there's, there's a variety of things like organized crime. If you remove the ability of banks to control those money laundering issues with dollar bills that come in, you know, smelling like pot or whatever have you, you completely undo all of the protections um, that allow organized crime to come in and control the banking system and just straight up launder illicit funds right through our banking system. Those laws were put into place um, after this country faced uh, literal slaughter in the streets. I mean, we are going back to the days of Al Capone willingly. Is that what we really want to do? Um, and and those are those are things we put into place after learning hard lessons with loss of life, and yet we're going right back down the road out of greed and profit for addiction. All right. Ladies, one quick word. Uh, what should folks be telling their Illinois lawmakers about legalizing high-potency marijuana? Dr. Randall, we'll start with you. Know your facts before you legalize go slow. There's no rush to do this. Medical marijuana is already here. Legalized commercial retail marijuana doesn't need to happen. Know before you go. You do not need to add another drug addiction to the opioids crisis and the alcoholism that we're already facing. You also don't need to add uh, more poverty and violence to a community that's already struggling. And as Karen said, slow down and watch the outcomes in Colorado. We have not even come close to solving these problems. All right. There you heard it from the experts, Dr. Karen Randall and Joe McGuire. Thank you so much for being part of Illinois Family Spotlight. So if you'd like more information about uh, the fight against uh, marijuana, the legalization and the commercialization of high-potency marijuana, you can uh, go to the IllinoisFamily.org website and get connected to NoWeedIllinois.com or just go to NoWeedIllinois.com. Remember to call your Illinois lawmakers, your state senator, your state representative, even the governor's office. If you'd like their names and phone numbers of the lawmakers, you can just go to IllinoisFamily.org and click on Officials Finder. 
Please support the work of the Illinois Family Institute, Illinois Family Action, and tell a friend about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize. 